I'm Jill Shaw, and you're listening to Catalyst for Change, brought to you by the Shaw Family Foundation. In each podcast, we talk to inspiring individuals who are using entrepreneurial tactics to make the world a better place. In these podcasts, we have most recently been focused on the exam schools in Boston, and in particular, one of the necessary criteria for enrollment at these high-performing public high schools in Boston, the IC exam. As mentioned in our last podcast with Josh Goodman, the IC is a test that is incremental to the standardized MCAS testing being done in BPS. It requires additional preparation, and that preparation often comes with incremental cost. Boston Public Schools does offer a free tutorial program called the Exam School Initiative to qualified students who represent a fraction of the approximately 4,000 sixth graders who will be given the IC test at Boston Public Schools this year. For the most part, though, families pay out of pocket to the tune of thousands of dollars to prepare their children to take the IC, leaving those who cannot afford tutorial programs and those who don't qualify for the free ESI program behind. The majority of those left behind are students of color. There is one other way that students receive not only IC prep, but deep 360-degree support to help students in BPS gain admission to the exam schools and to surrounding private schools. We are here today to talk with Kelly Glue, the president of the Stepping Stone Foundation, and Chris Paris, their chief program officer. Stepping Stone has received high marks and lots of accolades for bringing expertise and resources to a greater number of underserved students in Boston. Kelly and Chris, welcome. It is great to have you with us today. I'm so glad to have you here. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you, Joe. Yeah, so this is great. Um, so Kelly, Stepping Stone is almost 30 years old. Could you tell us a little bit about Stepping Stone? Why was it created and what is its aim today? So it was created by two men, uh, Mike Danziger and John Simon, both of whom went to independent schools and to highly competitive colleges. Um, and Mike was also an independent school teacher. Okay. And so in his experience as a student and a teacher, he was also very aware of students from non-traditional backgrounds at the independent schools who were just as bright, just as motivated, but struggled. Mm. And so when he left graduate school, he w- that really motivated him um, and John. And they, um, they actually started researching programs that they could do in Boston, and they found Prep for Prep in New York. Yeah. And oh, so okay. Stepping Stone initially was uh, modeled after Prep for Prep. Oh, um, okay. And we began... Uh, by preparing students to get into the independent schools in the Boston area in seventh grade. And can you just say what prep for prep is? Just you know, kind of a, a quick yes. description of it. Well, so when we describe stepping stone, we'll basically be, be describing prep for prep. Yeah. Okay. Um, the 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 difference I think is that their mission is leadership yep. development, and our mission is college access and success. Okay. Are, um, but the idea is to recruit um, motivated students who are you know under resourced um, from the city of New York or Boston. Yep an academic component that sort of bridges the gap between where they are academically and where they need to be in order to succeed at an independent school, help with that whole application process, which is very complex, and um, financial aid as well, and then support them through that school to make sure that they succeed um, ultimately graduating and in our case going on and succeeding at four-year colleges. Right, because you you support students all the way through college all the way through college right and I think that's one thing that sets us apart from a lot of other programs is that long-term commitment and the results are extraordinarily high yes so um, 90% of the students who go through the stepping stone academy which is our sort of first and biggest program Mm. do gain admission to an independent or a public exam school yep Um, and 80% of the students who enroll at a four-year college um, graduate within six years which is well above which is national and local rates 
our goal is for them to um, have a fulfilling college experience, graduate career ready, yep. um, without burdensome debt. Okay, that's huge. Yeah, that well, it is. It is, and so and and. So what does the typical uh, financial aid package look like? For Is it Pell Grants or how? Oh, for college? For college, yeah. Um, gosh, that can I, be. I, I would say just based on the fact that a lot of them um, are also going to uh, private universities, mm-hmm. um, it tends not only to be uh, Pell Grant eligible, but mm-hmm. they're also getting uh, institutional aid. Okay. Um, and then for the high schools, is it mostly that the high schools have programs to subsidize or fully pay for their tuition or for stepping stone scholars stepping at independent schools. Scholars. Yeah. It's financial aid. So financial it's all aid. need-based financial aid. So okay. we help them um, fill out all the, the forms, which are, are very complex. So yeah. that's something that goes on year round. Um, we have one-on-one meetings with families. Um, and so then it's all sent off and, um, you know, it's all like yeah, a formula. It's, it's What's the average amount online. of time you spend yeah. filling out a financial aid forms with Oh my with goodness. Families? I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I would say each meeting sometimes is at least an hour and a half, yeah. sometimes two, depending on okay. um, uh, the family's uh, complexity right. uh, of their own financial situation. Right. Um, but it takes a long time because uh, for scholars um, enrolled in high school, yes. um, they're coming back to us every, every single year. year to get help to complete these forms. Yeah, right, so interesting. It is intensive. What do you think, this whole notion of navigation keeps crossing our doors. Uh, we, we think it, it's probably more important than it's giving credit it's to being. It's significant. Right? Um, I mean, I, I think when you think about the population of students that Stepping Stone is serving. Yeah, um, maybe have, you could describe them. Yeah, so um, uh, the majority of Stepping Stone scholars are coming through the doors who are, are first-generation college-going mm-hmm. students. Right. Um, they're coming from uh, uh, families and family backgrounds where um, their parents are low-income earners. Um, and oftentimes, uh, they themselves uh, did not necessarily grow up in this country. Okay. Um, and so are completely unfamiliar with not only the K-12 through system, right. um, but the university system here. And really America. Yeah. And the independent schools as well. Right. So there's a lot of education that we provide at the outset just to help um, students find the best fit. Right. So can you talk a little bit about who the students are? How do they find you? And, um, and how many students do you serve a year? Sure. Um, so uh, we target specifically Boston students. Yep. Um, so uh, some ma- the majority of them are enrolled in Boston Public mm-hmm. um, Elementary or K-8 schools. Mm-hmm. Um, and we do get a handful of students who um, are enrolled in charter schools in fourth or fifth grade or um, parochial schools, mm-hmm. um, and even some families who have their students in Metco. Okay. Oh, um, interesting. Not a ton. Yeah. Um, you know, largely, um, mm-hmm. I would say over 80% are Boston Public School students. Okay, right. And they get to you how? And so uh, our recruitment process starts uh, in the fall of their fourth or fifth grade year. Okay. And we are connecting with their uh, school teachers. So over the uh, the many years, we've been able to develop relationships with individual schools. Okay. So at the beginning of our recruitment season, we will try to um, attend every open house, for instance, that's happening in September or October. Okay. and connect with uh, classroom teachers. Um, We will then host a series of family information meetings um, uh, in the community 
uh, at Boston Latin Academy. Yeah. So families can get a chance to learn about Stepping Stone and make a conscious decision about whether or not they're going to enter the process. Right. And so we will see um, over the course of an admission season uh, north of 600 um, interested families who come through the doors in terms of, uh, you know, our, our inquiries or whatever the case is. And then we'll see over 400 applications. Um, wow. 400 come, applications of fifth graders? Of fourth and fifth graders. Fourth and we fifth have two graders. grade levels we work with. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. So that's about what, about a quarter, no, about 10% of each about class. About 10%. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, and, Across both Stepping Stone programs, the Stepping Stone Academy oh. and the College Success Academy, we will then accept 140 students to start with us the summer before fifth okay. or sixth, uh, fifth or sixth grade. Okay. And then, what's your criteria for accepting students? So um, we are trying to identify um, scholars first of all who love learning yeah. and enjoy school. Yeah. If you ever get the opportunity to come visit Stepping Stone, it looks like and feels like school. Yeah. So that is an important criteria. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, at the Stepping Stone Academy, as part of the admis- uh, admission process, they are also um, we also administer the IC. Okay, um, right. And so they're taking the that. IC. Okay. Um, so that's, that's our entrance exam too. Right. Yeah. So that's a criteria. Um, not so at the College Success Academy. Um, as part of that, though, we are also interviewing the students and the families. We want to understand um, their individual motivations mm-hmm. for why a program like Stepping Stone um, is desirable for them. Right. Um, why, what's the number one reason that it's desirable for them? I think oftentimes what we see is families are very interested in college. Yep. Um, they want to see... Uh, they have very high hopes yeah. um, and dreams for for their child, yeah. um, and they think that stepping stone can help. Yep, yep. And then, what do you think? So, so you provide IC prep to for the exam into yes the, um, to into the private schools. Yes. What else do you do? Um, so, there's both the academic piece yep. um, as well as the social emotional right. aspect. Okay. And so, because we are working with students starting in fifth and sixth grade, we're also with them as they're crossing that threshold through adolescent development. And that is a very, very, absolutely (laughs) very complicated. Um, So, um, you know, we don't want to take that for granted. And there's a real opportunity um, uh, for us to to think about how we are um, helping them to uh, shape their own um, identities and, um, and begin to um, develop some of the key critical skills mm. that you're that are not going to show up necessarily on your math syllabus or on your ELA syllabus, right. but are, are definitely um, part of the criteria that that you will need for success in the future, whether it's college and or career. So, can you just so I, I don't know if you have a point of view on this, if, if you have real data on this, but so um, so four hundred kids apply, is that what you said? Yes, and it, and you accept about one hundred and forty of them. So if you took one of the one hundred and forty and one of the you know remaining two hundred and sixty, what what does their do their trajectories ultimately look extraordinarily different? what 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 do the kids who don't go? look like versus the kids who go? So we don't have official data on that, but I did was curious about that myself. Yeah. And we um, there's a, an organization called the National Student Clearinghouse okay. where um, you can find out 
where people go to college and, oh. if, and if they got a degree, okay. you have to join. It's, it's it provided a lot of the data for BPS and, and most people use it. And so I did track, yeah. um, I looked at students who had gotten either, I didn't, I didn't look at students who hadn't gotten in actually. I looked at yeah. students who got in, but then left early. Okay. okay. And so, um, there was, you know, certainly I think higher than what you would see in Boston, but not at the same level as the students who stayed with the program. Right. Um, we've tried to do those comparative studies, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was very difficult to get the data from yeah the Boston Public Schools. So we we we'd start things and then have to abandon them. Right. And what's so why the one forty number? Is it is it what what drives that number? Well, so um, the so as I said, we have two grade levels. Yeah. So we have. Um, one is we admit 25 students who are seeking placement at independent schools in sixth grade. Okay. So that's a mix of just how many independent school spots there are available, right. Right. plus what's sort of efficient for us in terms of our, our section sizes, because yep. we, we rarely have more than 15 kids in a class. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then in the seventh, in Academy Seven, which is a year later, you have independent schools, but then you have the public exam schools, so you can get larger. So then we take 85 students. Okay. And that is just based on there's still some schools that do mm-hmm. um, um, have seventh grade placement in independent schools, but we have just historically, if we take 85, we know we can we can Placing. find a place for most of them. Yeah. And then the, the second program is the College Success Academy, and that was actually what we started to address the fact that we are turning away hundreds of students who want to do a program like this, who like school, who are willing to do summer, but um, either just aren't quite where we would need them to be to accelerate them into an independent school within, you know, just a month. But that doesn't mean that they couldn't be great um, college students. Right. You know, they have plenty of time. That's great. So when did you start that program? We started it in 2008. Okay. No, No, 11, 11, 11. Sorry. It's eight years old. So close. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I knew there was an eight in there somewhere. Um, and we started that in, in with the idea of, of that's a, a growth opportunity for us. The public exam schools are wonderful. The independent schools are wonderful, no question. But there are all, also options within Boston Public Schools right. that we think with our support yeah. could be great college pipelines. I mean, this is very interesting. So we, can we go back to the private schools for a second? Because yes, the 25 spot number, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a little bee in my bonnet about mm-hmm. this right now. Um so why why are there only twenty five seats available? They're not twenty. We we don't place twenty five. Don't even no. place twenty five. It's, it's more like Over fifteen to twenty. Does, yeah. does, does it strike you as odd that at the board level at those schools, um, the the boards are having conversations about why can't our schools be more diverse? I I think that and I think because made it a lot seems of like a contradiction in mm. goals if they're only you can't even place twenty five kids right so twenty five very top performing kids but from, keep in mind we're not the only people doing in the game anymore right. and so back That's right. in the day we used to be pretty much the you know in our long thirty year history right, right, we right. used to be the only organization that was really focused on this and I think now you see charter schools and there are other organizations that don't even have this as their mission but kind of do it as on the side okay. or. So it's there's so how many spots do you think there are in private schools in, in the Boston? sixth grade? Yeah, uh, you mean total of all total seats? Oh God, that where it, where where financial aid is going to have to play a major role? Oh, okay, no idea. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a great question. I yeah. mean, I think because I don't finance, think there's financial aid that's just dedicated to sixth grade. That's right. I think it's no. that there's one pot that has to serve all of their grades. Right. Yes, that's right. And so I think that can be a challenge for us because we place them earlier. Yeah. But that requires more financial aid because right. they're in the schools right. longer. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. I mean, I think the other piece to this, too, is, 
Um, how are you defining diversity? Well, thank you. I totally agree right. with that. Yes. And so yes. if I can... Yeah, so will you talk about that, though? Yeah. Tell me what you mean by so, that. So, yeah. I mean, if I can recruit um, international yep. students right. um, to come to my school, yes. then maybe I am able to check a portion of my diversity box, yeah, and yeah. Um, that reduces the number... Um, of, of spots potentially available for right. Boston students. Right. So, so how many kids are in the college program? And so and, that's and can 30. That be, and can, so that, that do you think can grow? That's our, that was yeah. developed um, to, as, as a means for us to grow because we really felt that we'd hit a ceiling in terms of placing students in the exam schools and the independent schools. So yeah. we wanted to explore another option. Um, and so we've been Kind of incubating that program. Yeah. Um, we started out in in a, a, a two school. We started out in two schools, and we're now in four schools. And it's mostly it's seventh and eighth graders that you're working with. No, it's and it's actually a longer academic program. Okay. So we start the same time. Oh, uh, you do. Yeah, and and so we start the summer before fifth grade, okay. but it's longer. So instead of two summers, there are three. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm. what we're finding is, even though it's not. Uh, you know, our goal and not what we're trying to do more and more going to the exam schools. Yeah, so, so we're not doing the test yes. prep necessarily, but they, um, because they're having that extra academic time. Mm. Um, and I think because they're motivated kids and they, they, and must be motivated principals as well to want to partner yeah. with you in that regard. Yep. Absolutely. I mean, we could not do this work yeah. without the help of our school partners. Yeah. Um, and so yeah. they've been integral in terms of even getting us in the door yeah. uh, to, uh, access teachers yeah. and those types of things, right. but also access to data. Yeah. Um, and that has been huge for us. What sort um, of data? So, um, you know, we can uh, track students' grades, um, their test scores, yeah. um, attendance. attendance, those types of things. So all of the indicators that would um, cause a student to be off track yeah. um, early, yeah. we can get access to that data and to help mitigate some of that are through you seeing our advising model. It, so, yeah. And is it, are you seeing success? Absolutely. Yeah. And we want, when we started, we did not have access to that data okay. and our retention rates were pretty low. Huh. Um, and also we were still developing um, our identity and figuring out who we could serve. Yeah. We started to fine tune both of those things, yeah. both the access to data as well as our, our identity. And we started to see our retention rise. You're right. No, so what would be interesting to me to know over time is, is cause so you're still dealing with a superset of each one of those schools, yes. right. That are qualified to by you to be a part of your program. Yes, they're not as it's not as selective as a stepping stone academy. Okay. But yes, it is selective. I, I'd be curious about what the attendance rates are overall in those schools because I wonder if there's a rising tide sort of effect right. on you being, uh, you know, just involved with that school. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be curious. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, next next yeah. podcast, yeah. <laughs> <That sounds laughs> we'll get back to that. <laughs> but I, I did I did see on your website who those schools were, and I think very highly of those principals. And so, you know, it it does it does speak a lot to leadership in schools, and there are 125 schools schools in, in our city and some of them perform much better than other schools. Right. And and so I'm curious for you, are, are there specific schools that you see most of the students coming from or do you see applications coming across the board? You know, do you kind of expect there to be lots from certain schools and not as many from others? I would say yes. Um, so uh, we have a phenomenal admissions team. Um, at they too love data um, mm-hmm. and uh, they have tried to uh, you know, measure the amount of contact they have with each school. Um, and they will even begin to look at the granular level 
about what is the type of activity um, each school has been involved with. And right. it allows us to tailor um, our communication strategy right. with those schools. Right. Um, and so the, the answer is we, we do get a lot of uh, a wide range of students from across the city. Mm -hmm. um, our tailored approach um, more recently over the course of the last two, two to three years, um, we've begun to see um, uh, greater representation of schools um, in the city, yeah. which is which is a good. Why do you thing. think that is? I mean, I think part of it is we are investing the time mm -hmm. to make the relationship yeah. work. So more um, families know. More families know, yeah. um, and teachers feel a little bit more confident in mm. what they're saying to students as well. Right. Um, okay. And they've been uh, just way more communicative. Um, during the process, which is huge. Yeah, that is huge, that yeah. is huge. So, and then what makes you different from the other folks who are doing similar sorts of things for, for so, students in our city? So I think that um, it, it is, so as a college access and a college success program, the fact that we intervene in the middle school years mm -hmm. is is key. So there's research that shows that, that students can be off track for college as early as sixth grade. So okay. we get in before that. Um, and obviously the, the benefit of that is there's a lot of time to kind of nudge them back on track. Right. Um, I think most college access, when you think college access or college success, you think, you know, junior year in high school. And yeah. um, so that that's one thing I think that, which goes with that is that long-term, um, every, every scholar has an advisor from day one in July, wow. um, the summer before their fifth or sixth grade, all the way till they graduate from college. Wow. I think we take a very holistic approach. So Chris was mentioning the social emotional services. We have two on-staff counselors. That's a really important part of the work that we do. And it's something that has evolved over the years that, you know, we used to be, you know, it's science and math and right. Latin and, right. and now it's challenges and choices. And there's a, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of scaffolding around to make sure that scholars needs are met, um, whether they're internal with our own advisors or um, external resources. So it's interesting that, that you found that those supports are really important. We spend a lot of time thinking about how those supports are very important here. Not, well, it's, I guess they're important here in this foundation also, but <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the work that we support. Yeah. And um, and so what what sorts of things, um, what, what made you aware that, that you needed to incorporate that into your program? So it is when we started growing. So as I mentioned, we were initially, um, we at the, um, when we were only working with independent schools, mm -hmm. we took no more than 40 kids. Um, and, you know, it was a very selective program. So we weren't seeing a lot of students coming in with um, other bigger needs yeah. and more that needed more social, emotional. And then when we started... Um, including the public exam schools, and that came about as a result of the racial set aside. Yeah, um, being set, set aside, being set aside. Yeah, um, right. and we realized that we weren't preparing students for the public exam schools, but they were all getting in because huh. the test was the same. And we thought, well, what would happen if we actually tried? Right. And so that was the first step for us in terms of growth. But as we got bigger and took a wider range of students, then it became apparent that we needed to be doing more, that it wasn't just about academics. And I think there's also, um, they're going into really different cultures. Yeah. These, the, each independent school itself has its own unique culture right. um, and not the same with the exam schools. So we wanted to be doing more to prepare them it was one thing to make sure that they could hit the ground running academically, but we wanted to make sure that they could navigate their new environment successfully as right, well. Right. Now, do they do they come back? Because if you're nearly thirty years old, so you have some who are well off into yeah. 
yeah, careers and things. And some on our board of directors. Some are on your board, on our of, board of ambassadors. We have staff members. We yeah. have volunteers. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, we, 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 we're like a school in that once they finish college, then they shift into alumni relations. Right, right. <laughs> okay, there you go. There you go. Yeah. And, so, and so how do they how do they reflect back on their time with Stepping Stone and having that support? And do they talk about what they think it would have been like without it? Uh, they do. And yeah. I think, you know, um, certainly when scholars speak, they talk about that the impact. And I think it's actually as they get older, they realize it yeah, more. I, I think when they're younger, it's more like, well, you made me go to school in the summer. Right. And, right. you know, that wasn't so fun. Why and then, you give me homework in the summertime? Right. Yeah, right. Awful. Yeah, six, six days a week during the school year. <laughs> exactly. So um, we're not so popular then. But I think as alumni, they... They have a different perspective, and so. But one thing that they do talk about are like the time management skills and the study skills, and they're the life skills that they get in the program. Yeah, that they still draw upon as adults. So extraordinary. So with things like the article coming out in the Globe about the um, uh, um, valedictorian, project, yeah. yeah, and then the most recent one where they followed a Metco student mm-hmm. and a BPS mm-hmm. student. Mm-hmm. So, so with things like that happening, and with your success also helping kids be placed in the exam schools, right? Yeah, so not even, yeah. you know, bring kids outside of the school system. How much time does BPS talk to you, spend talking to you about why your program is so successful? Um, I mean, other than our individual uh, relationships with schools, mm. um, there and a isn't, board member, and a board member, okay. um, yeah. uh, there isn't an official, um, pathway to have those conversations. Interesting. Because um, I would think they could garner a lot of interesting wisdom from... I, well, no, we did have Tommy Chang came out and one summer, and mm-hmm. he left saying, I wish we could do this for every student. Yes. You know. Okay, so let's but talk about that. Yeah. That's one-off. Yeah, yeah. Right. right. That's yeah. right. There's, that wasn't no, there's no flow of no. information that's happening. No. That's no. so interesting. I wonder if we could help and, make that happen. And recently, yeah. I mean, there was a conversation with the fact that, um, you know, they're over like 600 partners yeah. um, in Boston Public Schools. Yeah. So, so I think part it's of it to too manage. is how do we manage that? How yeah. do we provide information? Um, and the district has been much more intentional over the course of the last five years mm. of investing in uh, partner relations. Yes. Um, so whereas we might not have individual conversations um, with the district, um, you know, we're certainly part of a cohort where we can participate um, in a community setting. Yeah, well, absolutely. So so what, what does it take for stepping stone? Given that you're completely acting independently, so you have to have your own space and you've got to have your own teachers and your own all, all of these things in order to create your own social emotional support structure. What does it cost? I don't know if you do it on a per student basis or per year basis. Okay. Yeah, so the lifetime cost... Um, for a stepping stone scholar is twenty five thousand okay. dollars, and that includes admitting, preparing, placing, and supporting them through college. Okay. So obviously, the bulk of the expense is the preparing and right. placing right. part, which is probably al- almost ha- at least half of it. Right. Um, so that so cost is certainly um, a, a restrictive element, but also well, it's twenty five thousand dollars over what did you over say six ten, years? Yeah, ten. Ten years. Ten twelve years. Okay, so yeah, it's not that expensive. No. Um, <laughs> sure. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean, but it's, but if you think well, about just, it, it's concentrated. So on right. an annual basis, right. it's closer to five or 6,000. Right. Okay. Um, right. Okay. So then, um, 
Oh, well, I think the next constraint you were going to talk about oh, is yes. access to teachers. 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 You said it. Space yeah. and teachers. Yeah. You know, that's one of the things that we look at because right. we're small classroom sizes. Right. So we need lots of classroom space. Right. Um, right. And, you know, that's one of the things when we think about our next stages for growth, mm. because we still we do have it's a challenge to hire teachers, particularly during the school year. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So I don't know. It just it would be amazing to try to find ways for us to use your expertise and, and just keep, I mean, you're doing a beautiful job with the college program. And it sounds like Thank but you. even that needs space. Right. Right. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right. Um, so. BPS is doing a two-week summer program to provi- prepare kids for the IC test. How long do you take? Does it take you to prepare kids on average for the IC? Four months. Yeah. Four months. So okay. they will start with us uh, the first week of July. Okay. And um, they take the test in November. Okay. Um, in the summertime, uh, they're with us for six weeks, five days a week, um, and we end second week of August. Okay. Um, we break for a couple of weeks, and then they resume in September. Mm-hmm. And they will then work with us, um, Stepping Stone Academy, uh, on Wednesdays evenings mm-hmm. and then all day on Saturdays. Okay. Yes. It's pretty intense. And in the summer, we're re- it's really focusing more on the content. Yep. Um, and so we have like Greek and Latin roots and things that will help with vocabulary. But it's it's more your it, it feels more like a regular classroom, mm-hmm. more you know project based learning. I think we try to be really engaging, but in the fall it turns into really test prep. Yeah. Right. And are kids motivated generally? Um, generally, <laughs> I don't yes. think anybody's motivated for testing. <laughs> yeah, that's some, a good point. Some are yeah. a battle, right? But in the sure. summer, they're incredibly. They, I, I think we disguise it well. Yeah, you know, they yeah. don't think they're doing test prep. They're they, just learning and having a great time. And they kind of yeah. feel like they're at summer camp. Uh, we really avoid the summer camp language. Oh, language. that's bad. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Why? Wait. Why is it bad? Um, it, summer camps are awesome, but it just we we're more like a school. There is okay. It, it's we're fun. We're not that fun, right? I yeah. got it. Right. There's a yeah. rigor to this there that is. has yeah. to be respected. Right. And there are sometimes yeah. when um, the the perception can be that we're only a summer program. Yes, sure. Yes. Okay, right, yeah. right. And so we don't want to yeah. convey that. I think yeah. yeah. No, I think that's an important point. Would do you? Um, how do how do students decide where to apply to school? Whether they go to a private school or apply to the exam schools, or do they? Do yeah, broadly, what do, how do they think about question. it? Um, so sometimes families come in um, with ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, so through the admission process, mm-hmm. um, we are sharing information about what types of schools and we might give some examples. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, families are taking notes and grabbing that information and beginning their own research. Yep. Um, in the fall, we can be a little bit more intentional Um so, you know, we will have uh, an independent school fair. In fact, you know, we just recently uh, completed okay. that. Okay. Um, so students and their families can go around, meet representatives from each school and get um, some more information about what it might be like to attend that school. Right. Um, as well as clarity around what the application requirements are and those types of things. Right. Um, and so, you know, based on uh, a particular family's interest, yeah. Um, you know, sometimes location is a factor sure, as well. Sure, of course, yeah. Or single sex. Right. Or, exactly. Those right. those types of things will come into play. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, as, as it relates to the exam schools, yeah. um, our, uh, our, our regular classes are held at Boston Land Academy. Right. Um, so there's a real familiarity that scholars get just being in that space and coming there every week. Yeah. 
Um, and we also have a very good relationship with Boston Latin School. Um, and so actually this fall, um, Principal Skerritt is going to be coming to talk to scholars. That's great. Um, at, uh, we'll actually be at BLS uh, in November. Oh, so that's that wonderful. Great. So these guys get, are getting real yes. exposure. They can really start to think about right. differences. But, you know, I would say one of the key levers really yeah. is um, our, our uh, prep and placement team. Yeah. And so um, advisors um, are working to continue to uh, nurture the relationships with schools, mm -hmm. making sure that they're getting the most up-to-date information about what's happening um, with our placement schools. And then they're helping um, to shape uh, families' decisions yeah. um, in conversation. So when you're looking to admit kids, do you do you look at anything outside of their academic um well, so our, our, our application process is very similar to an independent school. Okay, that's what I process. was wondering. Yeah. So yeah. and and okay. so in a way that that just that that is a useful information. Yeah. Um, as well, so that the student has to fill out an application, the parent has or the guardian has to fill out an application. Okay. We look at test scores, grades, um, recommendations. Yep. They come in for an exam. They have an interview. So mm -hmm. it starts in the fall with information meetings and all that, which are required. Right. And then it doesn't even end until we have committee meetings and the, the whole thing um, done in April. Interesting. No. okay. D how much of what you do, because you can be pretty selective, mm -hmm. do you think could be replicated? So, so I'm like thinking about the conversation I had with Michael Contempasis about, and he, you know, he said one of the failures of Boston Public Schools is that de way back at the elementary school level, we're not preparing enough kids. We don't, we don't have mass core as a standard. Schools can kind of decide what their curriculums are. Because of that, so certain schools and certain curriculums are leaving kids way behind in terms of preparation. That you know, the what's going on at BLS now in, in terms of who can get into it and it's score well in the exams is a symptom of who's being prepared well way back in the elementary schools, and you're looking at kids as they're in fourth and fifth grade. So they're still in the elementary schools. How much of, of what of the work that you do, assuming that cost is no, there's no problem with cost could be applied to, to any child or 70% of children, or I mean, I just, I'm curious about that. All students can learn. Yeah. Um, we fundamentally believe that each of us is unique. So mm -hmm. we will learn at different rates, different mm -hmm. paces. Um, but you know, you touched on, uh, on some of those key factors that, that might cause, um, a, a student's development, um, to not move as quickly. Mm. The fact that recently we've started to, to really talk about doing pre-K, um, universally. Right. I think, I think that's huge. Yeah. I mean, uh, there are students who are walking into, um, classes in kindergarten who don't know how to hold a pencil. Right. I mean, right. this is literal. Right, right, right. Absolutely. So you, you do think that there's a lot of learnings that could be garnered from what you've learned over 30 years. Absolutely. I mean, what we're doing is very focused. Yeah, um, right. sure. And our academic preparation um, is is a, a small portion yeah. of the entire um, service that, that we're providing. Right, yeah. over the 12 years. Yeah. Right. Interesting. Um, Okay. Uh, I, now I want to just kind of open it to you guys. Did I, did I not touch on anything that you wanted to make a point of? I wanted to say one thing, which is um, just in terms of, of the placement, that one thing that we have developed um, through this new, not so new anymore, the eight-year-old program, is that we offer amazing services for students who are looking for a Boston Public High School. And that mm. is something that there is also a real gap 
in knowledge. So students, you know, they have to rank their schools right. and um, they'll pick the school down the street or the school right. that their friends are going to. There's not a lot of education or guidance with that process. So what we do is we start with the students in seventh grade, just getting them thinking about what what do you want in a school and what right. are, what's interesting to you and then helping them find those schools um, in BPS. Um, That's actually beautiful because how many high schools are there? Oh. Um, over 30. Yeah, yeah, there are a lot. I right. Mean, I know you recently had a, a conversation with Manny Allen and yeah. he talked about in his own story, the fact that high school for him just happened. Right. For too many students yeah. in Boston, uh, that is yes. the case. I know. Yeah. I know. Right. I know this whole notion of open enrollment schools that you just kind of get so dropped into. So we just need to be a little bit more intentional about the process. So, so. Do you think you could, could you open source that piece of your work? Could, would you share that with every BPS student? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I and mean, that was certainly one of the intentions of that program yeah, um, was to share more knowledge within the schools that we were partnering. Oh, right. Yeah. So great. And so we will we will even work with um, students um, indirectly yeah. um, at the schools um, where we're working yeah. um, who are not enrolled in the program. So right. we'll make sure that we're sharing information um, with the teachers or the staff who are supporting eighth graders in terms of their application to, to high school, right. we will share all of the most relevant information that we have, but we have a vested interest in making sure that we get that right. right. And I think there's a ripple effect to that too, because I, I know one scholar was quoted um, as saying that none of her friends were really looking. The only reason that they were looking at high schools was because she was looking at high schools. So That's there's right. that peer pressure yeah, as well. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. so there's, a, there's not that rigor you know, in terms of, right. Well, you know, it's interesting. I, I feel like it's just, it's not, it's not baked in, in every school across the city that there's, that there's a pathway. There's a mm -hmm. whole set of pathways, a set of choices, but that you have to be kind of. And things are always intentional. Changing. Right. Mm -hmm. so right. You really have to stay on top of that. Yeah. That's very interesting. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate you both coming oh, in. What you do is course. amazing. Thank you so Thank much. You um, it's wondering, yeah. wonderful to be able to spend some time talking with you. Oh, our pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Take care. Thank you for listening to my conversation with Kelly Glue and Chris Paris from the Stepping Stone Foundation. Boston is so lucky to have such a, such a successful organization support our students. Now the question is, how do we scale their success? How do we help BPS take inspiration from Stepping Stone's work and provide more of these programs during and after the school day and over the summer? I think that all students would benefit from more comprehensive programs like these. Thanks again to Stepping Stone for today's inspiring conversation. I hope that you enjoyed today's podcast, and if you did, please rate, review, like, and share it with your friends. Have a great day.